Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we complete the final chapter of the earthly life of Stephen. If you are following along in your Bible, this narrative is found in Acts chapter 7, verses 44 through 60. Stephen wraps up his biblical defense and accusation of the Jewish rulers. The result was mob justice. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled, Lord Jesus, Receive My Spirit. When you study the prophets of the Old Testament, you pretty quickly come to understand their lives were never comfortable. Most of them were openly persecuted by the people who should have welcomed them. There's the ones like Jeremiah, Ezekiel. God says, I have a great message to give you to give to my people. Oh, by the way, no one will ever heed what you say. In fact, all those prophets were, all those prophets were pointing to the righteous one, the Messiah, Jesus. Now, Stephen slips in here this part about you received the law as ordained by angels and yet did not keep it. It's an interesting thing. The Bible does mention that somehow the giving of the law involved angels. And the Jews had a kind of a special place for, for angels. They sort of corrupted the doctrine of angelology. You can read in the first part of Hebrews uh, how Jesus, uh, the, the author of Hebrews makes a big point that Jesus is superior to angels. But in case you don't know it, just understand the, the law did come through um, angels. Deuteronomy 33, 2, he, that's Moses said, Yahweh came from Sinai and dawned on them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran and he came from the midst of 10,000 holy ones. That's God using angels. And at his right hand, there was flashing light uh, for, uh, there was flashing lightning for them. Galatians 3.19, the Apostle Paul says, why the law then? It was added because of transgressions having been ordained through angels. And then Hebrews chapter 2, right after the superiority of Jesus to angels, Hebrews 2, 2 and 3 says, for if the word spoken through angels proved unalterable, and every transgression and disobedience received a just penalty. How will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? So Stephen slipped that in about the angels because they had a thing about that. And he's saying, it was all about Jesus, guys. The law was to point you to the Savior. The problem was not Stephen. It wasn't anything Stephen did. The problem was not the apostles. The problem was not the gospel. The problem was in the hearts of the self-righteous, hypocritical, false teachers who at that time controlled the priesthood and the Sanhedrin and the activities of the temple. So Stephen's point was simple. You are guilty, not me. Look again, verse 53. You who received the law as ordained by angels and yet did not keep it. It was no accident that Stephen included 
the words about the Jewish leader's treatment of Jesus. He said, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. And they were about to murder him, another spokesman of God. So number three, here comes the end for Stephen, earthly speaking. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit, is our third point, verse 54. Now, when they had heard this, they were cut to the quick, and they began gnashing their teeth at him. We saw that phrase, cut to the quick. If you remember it back in chapter 5, verse 33, that same murderous group wanted to kill the apostles because they were declaring that they were witnesses of the resurrected Christ and they wouldn't stop calling people to repentance. They were cut to the quick and they were furious. Remember, it was only the council of Gamaliel talked them out of killing the apostles that day. Well, by contrast, back in chapter 2, verse 37, after Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, it says that the people who listened to him were pierced to the heart. And they said, brethren, what shall we do? And 3,000 of them heeded, repent, be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. And they believed and they were saved that day. So there's this this bifurcated response to the preaching about Jesus. Cut to the quick and pierced to the heart. Pierced to the heart describes the inner spiritual response of the conviction of sin. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Cut to the quick means really angry, hurt, wounded, offended. And it leads to bursting out in anger and the justification of yourself. His enemies were so carried away, it says they were gnashing their teeth at him in anger and frustration. Somehow I picture them growling at him. They were absolutely mad, furious, insane with hatred. Oh, what a contrast with Stephen, though. He was perfectly calm. Remember when they were throwing all their accusations at him in chapter 6? It says, there he stood with a face like an angel, calm as could be. God gave him total calm and total peace. Verse 55, and being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And those words prompted his immediate promotion into the presence of Jesus. Look at the last four verses of the chapter. But they cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed at him with one impulse. When they had driven him out of the city... They began stoning him, and the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. This is the part of the process of stoning. The witnesses cast the first stone. They lay aside their robes so they can heave bigger and batter rocks. They went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, Do not hold this sin against them. Having said this, he fell asleep. 
and that's the biblical euphemism for physical death. This was a horrendous display of murderous pseudo-spirituality. These men were too self-righteous to kill Stephen right where they were. They didn't want to make a mess in their nice council chambers. They didn't even just drag him outside the meeting place and do the deed there. Their hypocrisy just shouts out from this passage because they rigorously chose to obey the instructions in the law that said a blasphemer was to be stoned and the stoning had to take place outside the city. So they're rigorous about stoning outside the city, never mind that the guy they were accusing of blasphemy wasn't a blasphemer. Never mind the man they called guilty was innocent. No problem murdering. Oh, but we have to be scrupulous about where. They chose to obey the instructions of the law about outside the city, but it never dawned on them. They had turned into a frenzied lynch mob. They were supposed to be the ones who sat in the seat of Moses, the ones who taught people the real meaning of the law, but they rejected the one that the law pointed them to. Oh, and uh, don't forget, if you don't think of it right now, you probably will later, you've learned under, as you've been through the Gospels about uh, how the, the Jews did not have authority under the Romans to execute anyone. They did not have the right to do uh, capital punishment. But in this case, they were too carried away in their blind rage and frustration to care at all about that. They didn't, they didn't try to go find Pontius Pilate or any other Roman to do this for them. Now, how do we reconcile that? Well, we have no commentary about it anywhere in Scripture, so the ultimate answer is we don't know, but we can only assume the Romans didn't intervene in this case because it was an internal matter among the Jews. And they gave the Jews quite a bit of latitude as long as they posed no threat to the stability of the rule of Rome. Now remember in the case of Jesus, they wanted to murder Jesus, but they were afraid that the followers of Jesus would riot and it would cost them their positions because the Romans would get upset. So they went through that, that mockery of justice and tried, to eventual, tried and eventually did convince the Romans that Jesus posed a threat to them so he had to be crucified. Here, we're just really mad and we're going to kill this guy. And they got away with it. And surely you notice that first mention of a young man named Saul. It won't be too long in our study through Acts. You're going to see him converted, transformed, uh, transformed into the Apostle Paul. We saw an earlier mention of uh, Paul, Saul's rabbi mentor, Gamaliel. He's the one that gave the, the wishy-washy advice back in chapter 5 that let the apostles be set free again. And we mused back then, was it possible if Gamaliel was there? Perhaps his star pupil Paul was there in chapter 5? And I think he probably was, but I know for sure he was here. And he was a willing participant. He was complicit in the murder of Stephen. Maybe he didn't throw stones because he wasn't one of the ones who had lied about what he had done but he was there.
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.